Welcome to the Social University Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today because we want to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and people just like you who want to build their business online. Listen, if we can do it, you can do it. So let's go. Why is generating a healthy community good for your business? Do you have to do it online? Should you do it in person? Why do you need to do it at all? That's what we're going to talk about today when we discuss um, New Year, New Connections, Building a Stronger Community. If you're part of our university program, the download this week is going to be how to effectively use your LinkedIn search tool to grow your community and connections. I always like to start with why. Always, always. So let's do that. Let's start with the why. First and foremost, why do you need a community? Why is it important? It's it's really crucial for social media and not just in person, but it it helps you. Um, it, I've said this before. If you followed me for more than a minute, you've heard me say, I'd rather have 100 brand warriors than 1,000 people who don't know who I am. It fosters a sense of belonging. It drives engagement. It ultimately makes their experience with you and your experience with them more enjoyable and valuable. So let's talk about, again, I want to talk about why. First and foremost, it really enhances your engagement when you have a thriving community that keeps coming back to your content, that keeps coming back to your account. They're not just passively scrolling through their feeds. This really helps build your engagement and each algorithm rewards that engagement by showing your content to more people. So if you have an active and thriving community, they are literally helping you build your community every time they go to your content. It really increases your overall metrics, comments, engaged shares, really enhances engagement. Two, it fosters trust and loyalty. When users feel connected to others who share their interests, who share their opinions, who are on the same page, they're more likely to stick around and spend more time with you, recommend it to others, help you grow. They become, again, brand warriors, and it builds sustainability on that specific social media platform. Number three, it it provides valuable insights. When you have communities, you have basically one of the best um, groups sample groups for you to find out what's working and what's not working. It shows you how they interact with each other. It shows you what content works for them. It shows you what they're passionate about, what they want to know about, what they're afraid of. Great, great feedback. So it can, again, overall help improve your algorithms and enhance their experience as well. Number four, it drives innovation. You're much more motivated to change if the people who love you tell you what they need. An active community is a great, I hate to say breeding ground, that's, that sounds contagious, but it's a great look, it's a great way to increase innovation. When users share new ideas or trends or challenges, it can inspire you to generate other content. It can inspire you to add specific training when they talk to you about what they need, develop new features, um, new formats for the content you have, and entirely new applications. It really helps keep your content and your perspective even fresh. So that innovation helps you grow. I mean, everybody's heard the definition of insanity is do the same thing, expect different results. Let your community tell you what they need to kind of steer you in the direction you need to go. And number five, it humanizes your brand. Transparency is everything. If you guys tuned in a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about uh, trends for this upcoming year, 
transparency is huge. People want to see behind the scenes. They want to know that you're a real person, that you're unfiltered, which, you know, we're never filtered. This is just who we are. It makes you a human being, which makes you relatable, no matter the size of your brand. So when you're responding to feedback and you're interacting and you're participating in the conversation, that can build a genuine relationship with your audience and foster a great connection. Okay, so now you know why it's important. How do you actually build your community online? And even moreover, how do you build one in real life? Well, let's talk about that. How to build your community online. There is not a one size fits all for anybody. It's going to be unique to you. It's going to be unique to your experience and it's going to be unique to your platform because each platform is very different. But let me give you some best practices to kind of get you started. Again, if you guys have been following me for more than a minute, you've heard me say you have to know your audience. You have to have a target. It's impossible to enter a destination into Google Maps if you don't know what the destination is and just drive around and hope you get there. Define your audience. Who are you trying to connect with? What does that look like? What are their interests? Where do they spend their time? What are their challenges? What are they afraid of? Um, You have to understand your audience's goals and uh, values and preferences so that you can serve them better. Conducting audience research is a great way to do that. And you can get that from analyzing your existing followers. If you do not have existing followers, give yourself 90 days to figure it out. It takes time to build that connection to get that feedback. If you've been on hiatus and you don't really have good statistics, as you're restarting, as you're getting back into it, Give yourself somewhere between three and six months so that you can use those critical analytics to see what's the best platform, who's engaging with you, where your relevant communities are. It will definitely help you target your audience interests and preferences much better. Okay. You have to have good content. I would rather, and I talk about bandwidth a lot. I would much rather you have three really great posts weekly than have six kind of okay posts every single week. Plus it really, really fosters burnout. If you're constantly, constantly, and especially if you're a solopreneur and you're trying to do all this by yourself, if you're constantly generating content, it can, it can wear you out. Seriously wear you out. So good content, recycled content, quality over quantity every day of the week, sharing good content with your audience Um, I say inform, educate, and entertain. You guys have heard me say that a bunch. Uh, Again, if you want to go back a couple of weeks and take a look at our content planner, absolutely, absolutely a great example of how to schedule your content and what to look at. Tips, insight, stories, humor. There are so many different categories of content in there for you to kind of take advantage of. And it's a free download. If you're interested, you can go to our website's first thing that pops up. You do want to diversify your content formula so you can figure out what works best. That means experimenting with short form and long form video, carousels, um, animated images. You have to try some different things, long form caption, short form caption to find out um, how who what engages your audience the most so you can cater to that. You want to be authentic and transparent. I can't say transparent enough. People want to know you're real. They are much more likely to buy from a real person. And again, solopreneurs, much more likely to buy from a real person. Just be you. Share your story. Tell people your story of how you got started. Tell people how you got to where you are. I forget, constantly forget about uh, that whole tell my story. I'm a single mom. I've been divorced for many years. 
I started this business when my child was small and it had to work. It had to work because I had bills to pay and I had a kid that wanted to eat every day. So it's doable. But do I forget how far I've come? Absolutely. Do I forget to tell that story? You bet. So tell your story. Remind yourself about your story. Um, post content consistently and respond to all engagement. Again, content and engagement will breed additional engagement. So as you're creating this valuable content, try to be as consistent as you can be. Um, most algorithms look for consistency and it will help you long term. Okay. Next thing you want to do is foster engagement and interaction, which kind of that leads right into that. Um, ask questions, encourage discussion, get feedback, anything to initiate a conversation by asking, you know, open-ended questions or responding to comments in a thoughtful way that can provoke additional conversation. Most platforms will now let you respond to a question with a video. Again, we've had great results doing that where somebody will ask us a question and we respond to that with a video and it gets additional engagement. Great way to go. Host interactive events. If you haven't gone live, I highly recommend it. Polls, contests, giveaways, Q&A sessions, virtual challenges, anything that will encourage participation and help build excitement within your brand and your community. Um, highlight that user-generated content. Again, the younger the user, the more excited they get about seeing themselves shared by a brand. You want to, and it's, it's low-hanging fruit. When you're burned out and you're exhausted and you can't possibly generate one more piece of content, using another person, using some of your user-generated content, that's the way to go. That's the way to make that happen. It just, it, it works. And people love to see themselves. Plus, their friends and relatives and people connected with them will see your brand and see your information because a lot of times they'll share it from your page and it gets great interaction for you also. Um, as we continue, you want to build those relationships and connections, um, connect with other relevant accounts. It's not all gimme, gimme. You have to give to get. It's like a savings account. You can't take anything out if you haven't put anything in it. You have to connect with other accounts. You need to follow and engage. Now, I'm not saying tit for tat. I am saying engage with what works for you. It's okay to have a thousand followers and only follow 200 people. That's okay. As long as they're relevant to you, your industry, your brand, and it works for you and your community, that's great. You don't just want to randomly follow just to follow. Engage with these individuals, comment on their uh, posts, jump into their discussions. It really helps, um, especially if you're in a community within your niche, it helps expand your reach and cross-promote that content. If you have another engaged industry user who has more followers than you and you engage with them, their followers are going to see that. It will help you. Collaborating with other creators is just smart. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just sometimes have to roll it around. So in order to do that, look with other look at other influencers or other communities and they don't have to have a million followers. It doesn't have to be a Kardashian. It could be just another vendor in your field that shares your passion that's not competition, whose audience is a good fit for you. And they have a thousand followers and you have a thousand followers and you share those followers with each other. That's totally okay. Make sure you're responding to your messages and your comments promptly. Show your audience that you care about them and their interactions and respond in a timely manner. Uh, it takes so much time and energy to generate engagement, to not respond to the engagement that you get is just criminal. You have to respond to it. Okay, you want to utilize platform-specific features. What does that look like? Well, it means 
Leverage those lives. If they're available to you, use it. Utilize that live streaming to host a Q&A session or um, a behind-the-scenes look into your what you're doing in real time. It's there. Those things are there to help you. You can create a group or a community. Facebook and LinkedIn are two of the best examples to create groups that will foster community within your brand or within your industry. Um, that really helps facilitate these in-depth discussions because these people are they they have buy-in. They're already following you. They're already happy with your content. Keep it going. Um, you can run targeted ads. I do like to focus mainly on free resources when we do our Wednesday mornings and our podcast. I like to talk to other uh, entrepreneurs and business owners about what's available to you for free. You absolutely can use ads if you want to. If it works for you, it is an option. And you also want to remember that building a community, it takes time. It takes time. It is not normal to have 97% growth in three months. Is it doable? Sure. If the stars line up and you're doing it just right, it's absolutely doable, not normal. So don't expect this massive gain in the first two weeks. Know what those average stats are. Know what the average engagement is and celebrate those wins when they come to you. So now that you know more about growing, why you need it and growing your audience and your community online, you really need to be aware of growing your network offline. You've heard the phrase, probably, it's all about who you know. It is all about who you know. There is absolutely zero reason to have a cold introduction if that person is anywhere connected to anyone in your network. So that being said, sometimes growing offline means growing online too. Use your LinkedIn profile. Make sure your profile is complete. Make sure that you're engaging. It's keyword rich. It showcases your skills and experience. Make sure you're in those relevant groups that you participate in those discussions. I cannot tell you how many times I've had somebody stop me in real life at a conference or a networking and say, I saw what you posted on LinkedIn. I want to talk about it. Or I saw that infographic you guys posted on Facebook and I want to talk about it. They notice. So if you are engaging and you're connecting online when you're offline, it does work in your to your benefit. LinkedIn in particular. Um, engage in professional social media, actively participate on platforms and groups related to your field. This, again, it helps you in real life. It helps establish your expertise, especially if you're sharing insightful content and you facilitate those discussions yourself. Absolutely. And attend online events and webinars when you can. Again, it puts your face in front of people in your industry and potential customers, aside from the fact that it's a great educational tool and it's impossible to grow your business if you don't continue to educate yourself. It's a great way to meet new people and learn more about them. And that bleeds into your completely offline strategies. Yes, webinars are great. Attend industry conferences and events in person when possible. There is a huge leadership conference coming up in Birmingham in March for women um, from Momentum Leadership. We will be there, will you? 1,500 women leaders in Alabama will be attending this conference. What a great opportunity to network in person. What a great opportunity to meet someone who I might not be able to meet otherwise. How do I know who I want to meet? Well, I'm going to go to that group on LinkedIn. I'm going to look at their members. I'm going to look at their speakers. I'm going to figure out who I want to see beforehand. I'm going to go look at if there's this that one person at this one organization that I really want to meet. Is she registered? And then I'm going to go look and see if I can find her specifically. It's very effective if you 
if you do it correctly. Join professional organizations. Are you a project manager? Be a member of PMI. If you're a professional speaker, be a member of the National Speakers Association. Hang out with other professional associations and groups that are related to your interests. I am big on sharing the love. One business, one person cannot be all things to all people. And I want to be able to share that. If I can't do it, I want somebody else to be able to do it. And that being said, why not share that with other people in your industry? Well, it's impossible if you don't know who the other people in your industry are. It also helps you in those professional organizations to understand uh, pricing and use that to your advantage. If all if you have 10 people in the organization and everybody's charging $20 and one person is charging $10, it brings the entire industry down. You all need to be kind of lined up and that really helps you if you hang out and spend time together. Um, it just hanging out with other professionals and professional organizations is, is a good idea. Volunteer where you can. I have never met an influential or powerful leader who didn't volunteer time. It, everybody volunteers, whether it's on a board, whether you're volunteering for nonprofit, whether you're doing a 5k run or whether you volunteer, donate money, volunteer your time. Time is, is really by far the best option, especially if it's a cause you're very connected to, because it's a great way to meet new people who share those same interests with you and people who volunteer pay attention to other people who volunteer. Again, great way to get in front of that audience. Uh, network through your existing connections, reach out to your current network. If that group of women that you graduated with or are in your sorority and you haven't talked to them in a minute, talk to them. You never know where people are until you ask them and you got to meet them halfway. Find, ask for introductions. If you are connected to someone on LinkedIn and they know someone you want to be connected with, ask them to introduce you. Again, there should never be a reason for a cold call when you can go through connections you already know. Offer your expertise when you can. Volunteer to speak at events. Speaking is one of the best ways to establish your authority on a topic and for you to be viewed as the industry expert. Why, why would you be speaking if you weren't the absolute best industry expert in what you do. Volunteer that. Um, workshops, meetings, webinars, conferences, anytime you can get in front of an audience, it's going to help you and it's going to attract those new connections and really build your reputation within your field. Community is everything. You're only as strong as your network. Every single brand new person, mentee, intern, that's the two things I preach. You're only as strong as your network and never work for free. Absolutely 100% true. Again, if you are part of the social university community, the download for this week is how to grow your, how to use that LinkedIn tool to really grow your connections in person and online. <clears throat> That's what's going to be available this week. <coughs> Excuse me. Please join us for February. Some of our topics that we're focusing on for February, we're all about the love just to kind of give you an idea of what's coming <coughs> again, excuse me. We're going to talk about businesses that have our hearts, especially local businesses. I love to highlight local businesses, AI for the win, smart uh, solutions, why we love AI and how you can use AI for your business. <coughs> I am so sorry. Why we're head over heels for video content and training that we love continuing training opportunities to help you grow your business. Love your input. I would love to hear your questions. Please let us know. You can always send me a comment uh, a comment or direct message. Until next week, I am Karen Taradis with Social U, and I'm here to help. Thanks.
thanks for joining us for the Social University Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Stay Social U. That's the letter U. And we will talk to you next week. Remember, you've got this.